Welcome to the Cafe Radiance podcast. I'm your host, Kat Short. If you've been carrying around that feeling that there is something big inside of you that wants to come out, this podcast is for you. If you desperately want to feel more creative in your life, but don't know where to start, this podcast is for you. If you have lost connection with your inner wisdom and intuition and wish to be guided back to it, this podcast is for you. Or if you simply want to wake up that childlike wonder that lives inside of your soul, this podcast is for you. Your creativity is your life force. It's where joy and curiosity and inspiration come from. It's the conversation that you're having with the world and with your life. Through these sometimes short, sometimes long episodes, I'll spark you to awaken the sleeping creative inside of you and step into the magic that comes from connecting with your own beautiful, radiant, creative spirit. Here we go. Hello, my friends. Welcome to today's episode. I am super excited because this is the first um, episode in the Unaltered series, which is um, me talking about uh, sobriety and creativity. So, and the connection between the two and my own personal journey on that path. So I'm really excited about today. I was going to make a bunch of notes and have a plan for this episode, but it actually feels more important to just kind of go off the cuff and be really candid with you about this journey that I've, I've been on. Um, because I, in my pretty early, early days of sobriety, I was, I was really seeking out more people talking openly about their experience, like I'm about to do here. And so I want to put more of that out into the, into the space. So yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to start by kind of telling you about my own my own journey in relationship with alcohol up until this point. And um, so I, I really didn't start engaging in drinking with alcohol or taking any kind of drug at all until I was about in my senior year of high school. And um, I managed to kind of avoid it up until that point. I was, you know, on sports teams and a little shy, a little nerdy. And it wasn't until that final summer between high school and college that I kind of was introduced to it. So I I guess I, I learned how to drink in a way that was completely... Uh, what's the word, like completely consuming. So I learned how to drink from people who kind of made it a profession of theirs to be professional drinkers. And, and so I learned not, I didn't learn like, Hey, let's go grab a drink. I learned like, Hey, let's go grab a bottle. And a bottle was not a bottle of wine. A bottle was like a fifth of vodka that myself and two to three other people would share and finish in a night. And that's kind of how I formed a relationship with alcohol. And what I remember most about those early days was the invincibility I felt 
with alcohol. I had always just been quiet and overlooked and had a hard time with confidence. And I just, I just always felt like I was a little bit invisible and alcohol gave me this in, invincibility cloak that I could wear around and suddenly I was extroverted and fun and a little bit dangerous and I started running with a crowd that was like cool and you know musical and artistic and on the fringe and <laughs> um, and I, I kind of found a sense of belonging in that altered state. I found a sense of belonging with the party friends and my my partner at the time who was was definitely a <laughs> party party friend um and so i that carried on for quite a while and for many many years actually and alcohol became my calibration system it became the way that i would um recenter myself. It became the way that I would numb the pain. It became the way that I would mm, handle the intense bouts of loneliness and sadness that I would feel over the over the course of the decades and especially in, in my early early adult life. And I, I just remember really thinking of it as um, a secret friend. It was the friend that I had to turn to when I didn't have the energy to be around other people or when I really just didn't want to think anymore and didn't want to be in my life anymore. And it gave me this escape. And I remember, I remember feeling at certain moments this, that invincibility that I mentioned before, but also I felt just a, a bursting energy inside of me that was released when I was in the throes of pretty deep drunkenness and deep inebriation. And it did unlock, or yeah, I guess it unlocked me from some of the chains I felt in normal life. I felt like I could say what I meant and I felt like I could do what I wanted to do with my time and I could in some ways tell myself the truth or tell others the truth and what I've realized now is that that truth was the most hurtful version of the truth which is the truth that comes out when you're when you're drunk and you you know that it's it's not coming out with grace it's not coming out with compassion or love it's coming out of a, a deep resentment and anger and vitriolic place and but for a long time I confused that with um, with the truth and so I formed a story that alcohol was my friend and I could turn to it whenever I wanted to and it made me invincible and it helped me tell the truth so that went along for a long time and I, I went through really intense times of really, really bad, really bad drinking, um, like really, really bad, like times when I wouldn't 
I wouldn't see the daylight for months on end and I would just be staying up all night and sleeping all day and doing the thing, doing it over and over and over again. And then I would go through times in my life where I did less and it was still a part of my life, but it was um, hampered in some way, whether it was a relationship I was in where the person didn't drink very much or whether I was, you know, doing a lot of traveling or spending time with my family. I just remember always being really good at compartmentalizing and hiding it. And I think that's why it was so surprising to most of the people in my life when I stopped drinking entirely was people were like, well, why would you do that? You like, you don't, you seem to be fine. Like you don't seem to have a problem. And I think that's the thing about, about alcohol. Um, for some people is that some of us do compartmentalize and it and don't allow it to leak into other areas of life like work and home and you know personal safety and we keep our alcohol story very very hush hush and kind of behind closed doors where nobody can see it and so it it doesn't make it easy. Of course, it doesn't make anything easy, but it makes it easier to convince ourselves that we're fine, that we don't have a problem and nothing has gone terribly wrong and we don't have to go to rehab and we are making money and we have good friends and everything's fine. And so I wrote that, the coattails of that story for a really, really long time. And I felt okay about it. I, I did, but, and this might resonate with you, is... I knew, I knew about, what, when did I start writing this down in my journal? I think I, I think I knew probably at the age of 24, I'm 35 now, I think 24 was the first time I ever wrote down in a journal, like, I think I might be drinking too much, or I, I'd really, I wonder if I could stop drinking, or is what I'm doing okay? Or is this normal? I think that was a big one for me of like, is this normal? Is, it seems like a lot, but maybe it's just normal. I can't tell because I'm in this group of people and in our group, like this is, this is normal. If anything, I'm tame, but is this really normal? And beneath that, even below the surface of that, it's, am I lying to myself? And this year was the first year when I looked around my life and realized that my I had built such a beautiful life. Like I had constructed this stunning sanctuary for myself in my life, and yet I was still engaging with this this thing, this habit, this old friend and it was starting to get harder and harder to justify having that friend in my life and it was getting harder and harder to see what value I was taking from that relationship and the day that I I finally just very clearly made the decision to stop was a peaceful day it was not a day that I had just had a 
bunch of drinks the night before and was feeling terrible. It was, it was just a normal day. And I sat down and I knew I needed to be at the page that day. I don't know why. I just had this, this gut feeling that something really needed to come out of me. And I opened up my journal and I took my pen and kind of cleared my mind. And I was like, what do I need to know right now? And it felt like my hand just wrote this without my mind being conscious and aware of it. And still gives me chills to think about it and go back and read it. But it said, you can have alcohol or you can have your creativity, but you can't have both. And that was it. That was the truth that I, I'd known probably for over a decade. And it was the truth that I didn't want to know. <laughs> but I'd always known was that if I was going to continue with alcohol in a small way, in a medium way, in a big way, whatever, if I was going to continue with it, I wasn't going to make my creative dreams come true. And you might be sitting there thinking like, wow, that seems really harsh. Like it seems totally fine to have like a glass of wine a couple times a week and you can still do all the things you want to do. And that might be true for some people. But for me, that wasn't true. And the reason is that alcohol, even if we are only engaging with it a little bit, it wrecks havoc on our whole system. It wrecks havoc on our energy. And so we are constantly in a state of recovery, which means that at least a portion of our energy every day, all day, is going towards recovering from something. And I just realized that I needed every single ounce of my precious energy to be able to go towards generation instead of recovery. I just wasn't real willing to spend my life recovering constantly from something. Like now, now that I'm a ways into sobriety, it just, I feel like I woke up from a bad dream, a dream where I was every day, like making a conscious decision to strap pretty heavy weights onto my ankles and walk around my life like that. And I was always like, gosh, I just, where's my energy today? Everything just feels hard. Everything just feels heavy. And I was strapping those weights onto myself. I was strapping those weights onto my spirit. And I was dragging myself down consciously and unconsciously. And part of the reason was I was afraid to feel good. Like I, the way that I feel today and I'm, you know, I'm not years into sobriety, but I'm, I'm, I'm far enough in that I know I'm never going to go back. And I, I just, I feel into my days now of how deliciously good I feel, even when things are absolutely a mess, even when I am running out of money, or even when I have a fight with my partner, or even when someone I love dies. I am, I have access to everything now. I have access to 
the full spectrum of living now and every single moment I have that. And I can't imagine putting on the veil and numbing out from this experience even a little bit again. I just, I can't imagine doing that. I have these moments where the, the truth and the heartbreak of the world is so acute and so intense that I, I feel like I've been punched in the stomach and I just cry. And I, I'm so grateful to have access to that, to have access to the, the magnitude of that feeling inside of me, because that to me is being alive. That to me is where everything good that I create in this world, in this lifetime is going to come from. Like it's all going to come from standing face to face with the moment and being an unaltered observer of exactly what the fuck is going on in my life all the time. And Glennon Doyle Melton said, she said that sobriety is full throttle living. And oh my gosh, amen to that. She is completely right about that because we don't, because you're not compromised anymore. You're not recovering from something. You don't have an excuse. You don't have something to hide behind. And so life is just right there, <laughs> right in front of you. And, and it's there for you to engage with. And my friends, I, I wish that I could bottle up the moments of nearly overwhelming joy that I feel just randomly throughout the day now. Like they just come up when, for no apparent reason, like I look over and I see this sweet neighbor dog sitting in the yard in the sun and my heart just almost bursts with the beauty and the gratitude and the joy of it all. It's just so fucking beautiful. Like life is so fucking beautiful and I don't wanna miss a minute of it ever, ever again because I'm, dampening my experience or I'm tapering it or I'm pushing it down or pushing it away. I used to tell myself that, you know, like wine is sexy, wine is sensual, wine like wine helps me ease into the moment and have like immersive experiences. And I can see now like that that was such bullshit. <laughs> it was it was such a beautiful story that I weaved to trick myself into believing that I wanted to and deserved to live a life that was just a little bit numb, that was just a little bit out of the moment. And holy shit, like, I, I'm awake now. I'm, I'm myself. I'm 100% myself in this moment. And it's not perfect. And it's not easy. And it's not always joyful and beautiful and wonderful by no means it's not but it's real and it's honest and it's mine and i can reach out and i can touch it like i get to be there for it i get to be i get to hug my person and really 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 be there be in that hug every cell in my body gets to jump into that experience and feel 
the love. When I'm asleep now, every single cell in my body gets to jump into that experience and sleep and rest. Yeah, I am, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this choice that I made. I'm so grateful for my wise self, for giving me the answer I needed in the words that I could understand, because I don't think that anything else would have gotten through like that simple message of you can choose alcohol or you can choose creativity, but you can't choose both. And that was the biggest gift in the whole world. And I see why now I see like, I see that that was in service of the bigger picture of the work that I do here of helping people develop that creative practice that gets them to the page and tell themselves the truth like that, because your wise self knows you than anyone else in the whole world. And your wise self knows exactly what you need to hear to get you unstuck to help you free yourself from whatever suffering you're feeling, to help you heal from wounds that have lasted possibly your entire life. And if you're still listening to this, I would guess that you might be questioning your own relationship with alcohol. And to you, I say, it's a very personal decision and the world will reject you for it. It's a very rebellious act to stop drinking. Like society wants you to drink. The big companies want you to drink. Everyone wants you to be a little bit altered, a little bit compromised, and a little bit less yourself. And opting out of that is, it will put you in the way of a lot of judgment. It'll put you in the way of a lot of people piling all of their projections and all of their shit onto you. But guess what? <laughs> You'll be strong enough to handle it because you're you and your energy is going towards uplifting yourself and strengthening yourself instead of trying to repair yourself. So yes, if you are on this journey, are curious about this journey, I'm here for you. And I am just one voice in a sea of voices who have made this choice and who are better for it and who are living the life of their dreams, whatever that looks like. So I'm here and my programs, my offerings, they guide you in towards yourself through creativity. I'm developing a program um, for specifically for sober creativity, because I think it's important to have, have that instead of alcohol being that friend on the journey to have your creativity be the friend that you turn to on the journey. And so I'll, this program will center around that and it's called creative AF, which is a lot of people think it's as fuck, but <laughs> it's a play on words. So it's creative AF, which is alcohol free. <laughs> And I am leading a workshop, a free workshop on Monday the 1st to, it'll be 90 minutes. And I just want to guide anyone who is interested through the process of creative awakening via six steps um, on the sobriety journey. Because it is such a, whoo, it's a generative time. And it's such a, 
it will blow your heart open and it's so expansive and a lot of feelings will come out. A lot of things will be shifting. And so having a creative practice that you can count on and that you know how to show up for is, I think, has been one of the most important elements on my journey and is also something that I think will will support you in making the decision that is right for you, whether that's to take a season off or take a lifetime off. And so um, one thing I will leave you with though, it, and I think this is important, is if you're considering this and if you're on the fence and you just don't see how it could work out, my best advice to you is give yourself 30 days. Give yourself one full month off and you can tell people whatever you want. You can tell them you're on a cleanse. You can tell them that you are taking antibiotics. Nobody, you don't owe anyone an explanation for why you don't drink. I just want you to know that. Um, but give yourself 30 days because it will take a little bit of time to feel better because your body is going to have a lot of repairing to do. And it's going to take a few weeks for it to be able to do that. And once your body repairs, then it's your the emotional reparation. And that's a whole other thing. And you'll cry a lot and you'll feel everything like so acutely. And it will be intense, but that's not what all of sobriety is. It does balance out. It does even out. And you really do start to feel like yourself. But the most important thing is that you give yourself enough time to get there, to get to that like kind of baseline self so that from that place you can make the decision of I want to drink again or this doesn't have a place in my life anymore I'm done so that is my <laughs> that's my advice to you today and thank you for listening to this journey I'm so grateful for you and I um yeah it's it's been really meaningful to share this on this podcast because I actually really haven't haven't shared it from start to finish with with many people because um, I haven't felt safe to do so. So um, I'm just grateful that this podcast is something that the people who need it can seek it out. And that's just the beauty of, of this whole, whole, whole podcasting world in general. But um, please use me as a resource. You can get in touch via my website, www.caferadiance.com. I'm here as a support system for you, as an ally, and I welcome any and all questions. So thank you. Thank you, beautiful soul, for sticking with me on this first episode of Unaltered, and I will see you next time. Bye.